Welcome to Christ Rehoboth Church, a place where we help people discover their purpose for living and raise kingdom people for global impact. Join us today as Reverend Kingsley Agu takes you deep into God's Word. Put your hands together for yourself. All right. So we have been talking on plan, purpose, and pursuit. Revelations 4.11, for everything was created and for his pleasure they were all created. And I said to us that the creator or a designer designs a product to meet their purpose. That no product is made to run on their own individual perspective. So every designer know the reason they created. So God made you for his own purpose. It comes to a point in life where <laughs> you just wonder, even after you have made money, you come to a point in time where it seems like you are not fulfilled or you are not satisfied with the life you are living. How many of you have come to that point in life? It is not a cry to make more money, but it is a yearning of what am I created for in this life. Why am I in existence? Why did I come through the family I came through? Why did I come through the country I came through? You know, I've heard people say, oh, in my next life, I'm going to <laughs> come through so-so-so-and-so country. But we didn't come to this world by accident or by mistake. Nothing God created in this world was created by accident. And that means you were not created by accident. So, we have also said, Psalm 127, uh, verse 1, Unless the Lord build a house, he that builds, builds in vain. Unless the Lord keep a city, he who keeps, keeps in vain. And we said that that vanity is further explained by Brother Paul. Is further explained by Brother Paul. You know, some time ago, we would say to ourselves, oh, we have over eight, and that is vanity. Sometimes, we do say this a lot, don't mention the Lord's name in vain. And I remember sometimes, long ago, I would just say, oh, I love you, Jesus. And some religious folks would say, you are mentioning his name in vain. But Brother Paul further explained, and as a matter of fact, used the same word in 1 Corinthians 15, 14 to 17 and 58. Glory to God. Are we together? Are we together? And so last time we said, that the word vanity or vain is used directly opposite eternity. How many of you remember that? 
directly opposite eternity. That means vanity is something that has no eternal value. Are we clear? And so brother Paul would then say in 1 Corinthians 3, 10 and 15, he says, for all these things I count as loss. So he counts them as loss, glory to God. He counts them as loss, glory to God. And I said that activity is not necessarily the plan and purpose of God. And I said success in whatever you do is not necessarily the plan and purpose of God. Because every determined human being can be successful in whatever they do. Are we together? We are told that the man who invented uh, the light, light bulbs and all, tried for over 1,000 times. Determination drove him to get to a place of success. And we, we, we know that there are many people who are not in Christ, as a matter of fact, who are FAs that are overly successful in what they are doing. Praise God. I say praise God. So, I did say, what really matters is what you did for the Lord. That is something that has eternal value. Something that has eternal value. Then we went ahead to look at Matthew 6, 24 to 25. A man cannot serve two masters. Is it that you love one or you love the other? You can't serve God and the spirit of mammon. Praise God. Does that mean we shouldn't uh, make money in this life? That's not what I'm saying. But whatever you do as a believer ensure that it is within the plan and purpose of God. That your purpose should never be motivated by your needs. By your needs. Must never be motivated by your needs. Because whatever motivates from your needs comes to the point of money. Are we together? Now, let's begin to read 1 Timothy chapter 6. Praise God. 1 Timothy chapter 6. We'll read from verse 7 today. Amen. See what it says. For we brought nothing into this world and it is certain we can carry nothing out. It is certain we brought nothing into this world. So all of the things you acquire in this world remains in this world. Are we together? But there is something that supposedly came with you that you have to find out. Because God didn't make you without a purpose. So it means you were created with a purpose and that purpose has eternal value. Because all the money that you will make, they end up in this world. In the state where I come from, there is this very rich guy. Last year he died. After fighting, you know, 
for politics and everything. He became a godfather to many. At the end of the day, he died and all of his wealth remained here. If it is someone that has no value in the lives of people, all those words he gathered, his children will mess it all up. We have seen cases where a rich man dies and his children begins to fight and fight and fight until they run down everything. So, the billions you will make in this world is not leaving you, living with you from this world. But what did you do with it? Praise God. Are, are we together? Are we together? So, we brought nothing into this world and we are taking nothing out of this world. It is certain. Having food and raiment, let us be dear with content. We must be content with everything we have. We must be content. We must not look at the things people are doing. I think we were discussing yesterday, Pastor Phil, myself and uh, Pastor Jay, and we began to look at things that are ravaging our home country. Where it seems killing people for rituals is the order of the day. Why? Because men and women are no longer contented with what they have. We are living in a generation where children are ashamed of their parents because they have nothing. We are living in a generation where people think Money is what powers their lives. So, you will see them killing human beings to make money. You will see them doing all manner of things. Because something is driving them. But it says we should be content. We brought nothing to this world. That does not mean we should not work hard. Working hard is not taking the easiest route. Are we together? Working hard is not taking the easiest route. It's for someone to sit behind their computer and defraud other people. It shows what is driving this generation. Whether you like it or not, whatever you've done, when you get to that old age, a, an old man was asked, sitting on his rocking chair. He said, we see you all the time sit on this chair. You are going back and forth. You always look at one direction. What do you have in your mind? He said, the things I would have done right, but didn't do. The purpose I would have achieved, but didn't achieve. We are going to see in a moment where the moment money drives you, you will lose touch of God's purpose for your life. Because you are always thinking money will not produce your purpose for God. Are we together? All right, follow me. 
Amen. So verse 8, I mean verse 9. But they that will be rich fall into temptation and a snare and into many foolish and awful lusts which drawn men in destruction and perdition. So those that will be rich out of temptation. Praise God. And in that says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. My goodness. Please, note this. It didn't say money is the root. Okay? It didn't say money is the root. But it says the love of money is the root. That means evil germinate from that desire for money. For a person to steal from another person. From a for a person to defraud another person. That was out of an uncontrolled desire. An uncontrolled desire. Are we together here? An uncontrolled desire. And so, out of that uncontrolled desire comes evil. A young lady was asked, apparently was going through so many things in her marriage. She doesn't know what her husband was into. Every day she's crying, oh God help me. It was as though she's caged in the home. No happiness. Many of you will know that <laughs> happiness in marriage is better than billions you have not made. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. What happened? He said, I was in a relationship with this boy. There was peace. There was everything. Though, he didn't have money. But pastor, you see, I wanted to be comfortable. You know now, pastor, you should know. And I said, know what? <laughs> Praise God. You see, you know, I have to be comfortable with someone that can provide my needs. Maybe I'm going to be helping some young folks here today. And so, when this one came, he flashed me with a lot of money. And so, I, you know, pastor, you know now. And today, she does not have a voice in her home. Because she left a purposeful marriage. I mean, who she would have married to. A brother that is in Christ a brother that is in Christ for a brother that you don't know how he made his money and today God having it that brother is also doing well and then she sometimes messages the brother oh how are you doing today <laughs> that one say why are you messaging me glory to God <laughs> Hallelujah. So, money must not be the reason. For those of you who are not married yet, the person may not have money now. Build your life together. Am I communicating? When you build your life with your partner, you will have mutual respect for each other. If you just come to eat from it, there's no mutual. After all, I'm providing your needs. <laughs> Praise God. 
I said, praise God. So, the love for money is the root of evil, which while some converted after, they desired after, they have heard from the faith, went astray and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The love for money. The love for money. It is very crucial and important. And this also has to do with ministry. It also has to do with pastoring. Why am I a pastor? This was a question I asked myself some years back. Father, why am I a pastor? Remember I told you, I thought what success in ministry was living big. There's a word I wanted to use now, but I heard Pastor Phil saying it yesterday. Is this same word that is driving many to go and do all this nonsense? They are doing Amen. I don't know who he was talking to. Amen. They were chilling with the big boys. <laughs> Praise God. I thought that was it. And at that time, I, it was all about me. Are we together? It was all about me. It was the fame I should get. It is the connection I should get. And guess what? That was what my desire drove. And I made connections. Am I communicating with somebody here? I made connections. And let me tell you something. Think of a big pastor in Nigeria. The ones that I don't have access to is few. I made connections. But at the end of the day, there was no impact. There were times I would travel to Nigeria, for example... And, uh, and I called some of my friends, let's just go and visit this uh, bishop. He would say, ah, you are not wearing suit. You are not doing this and that. They won't respect you. I say, oh, don't worry about that. With my ham slippers, you know, flip-flop. Go straight into the office. And the bishop will leave their seat to come give me a hug. And they are flabbergasted. With all of this connection, no impact was made. Because I thought that was all it was about ministry. And then I came to a point, Father, why am I a pastor? After I've climbed many pulpits, what next? So many people, many pastors today, that is why in following God's plan and purpose for your life, where you are fed matters. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Where you are fed matters. Many pastors, I'm not trying to bash pastors, but I'm just saying what I'm saying to your spiritual health. Are we together? Because they've not found their purpose and money is the order that is driving them, they are misleading people. They are putting people in fear. And yet, people are not growing. It doesn't concern them. All that matters to them is chilling with the big boys. No, I kid you not. Sorry, Pastor Phil. <laughs> you know, that's the right concept to even use it because it's <laughs> amen. So, but look at what Ephesians 4 tells us. Ephesians 4. 
just, I just want to quickly address this thing. Ephesians, let's read from verse 11. Ephesians 4, 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the what? For the what? Perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry service for the edifying of the body of Christ. So there is a single purpose and plan for me to be your pastor. And guess what? That purpose is not about me. It's not about money. It's not about what I can get from you. That is why you notice. Just like you walk, I also what? Walk. Are we together? So that tomorrow, you will say, our ah, pastor is depending on us. Paul says, for me not to be a burden to you, I too became a tent maker for me to be able to impart you well. So, Paul went to work in the morning, closed in the evening, and did ministry. Why? It's about you. Not about me. So, when I tell you, you must be in church, it's not about me. Are we together here? It's about you. So that is why some of you now, you know that you cannot be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Jesus Christ said, some will say to you, here Christ is there and Christ is there. Are we together? So God's purpose for your life is not about you. So it is a privilege you are even used to. See it that way first. Hmm. Praise God. I said praise God. He says, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, that means you are perfected, you are equipped to do the work of the ministry. Who does the work of the ministry? You. That is service. Remember I said, service is the will of God for your life. So the moment you get born again, one of the will of God for your life or purpose of God for your life that you must follow is serving. Serving. You are not just a believer for just shouting glory, glory and shouting I'm the righteousness of God alone. You must understand that this is not about you. So ask yourself question now. What am I doing that is centered around me alone? You were called into a purpose. So it's not about you. It's not about you. Say it's not about me. Say to your neighbor it's not about you neither. Praise God. It's about everybody. So, in our says for the divine of the same thing, we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. The unity of the faith, that is of the knowledge of the Son of God, the pignosis, unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. So, you 
must grow. You must grow. It is God's will that you grow in his word. It is God's will that you are not tossed to and fro. Remember I gave you a story one time where a sister, all of a sudden, men that proposes to her, immediately they propose to her, they run away and never come back. She ran to many pastors. The pastors began to use her as a client. Oh, sister, God said you should buy me Sienna. The moment you buy me Sienna, it's going to open the doors of, of possibilities. You see, there are some dimension you can't tap into until you sow a seed to provoke the heart of God. And God says, provoke my heart. <laughs> oh God. You know, Solomon gave. I used to say this word a long time ago. That he gave and he gave and God shouted from heaven as he's about to enter a meeting. Solo, what do you want me to do for you? I see God entering a meeting now. Quickly do what Solomon did. And then he came on to another pastor. Oh, and these two are friends. They have discussed the sister. Are we together? They have discussed the sister. The Lord is speaking heavily to me. You must give a fat check. And then the other pastor heard they are now fighting. Why are you trying to take my client? You, 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 the, the Bible calls it their belly is their God. Are we together? And here I am, a tiny young man who came. Gave her a word. Prayed for her. She's trying to give me an offering. I said, God bless you. I don't need the offering. She's confused. Pastor, you don't want God to answer my prayer? I said, what do you mean? He said, because I gave you a seed. You didn't take it. That means you are rejecting my seed. And God is not. I said, ah, who taught you? All my life, that is all I have been taught. If money can buy solution, there will be no need for God. Are we together? So, that is why in this church, it doesn't matter the mentality you came with. After you spend a month, you that used to think you cannot pray, you will start to pray. You that used to think you cannot study God's word. You will start to study God's word. Why? There is a purpose that we are fulfilling. And that purpose is to perfect you. Is to equip you for the work of ministry. Is to make sure that you grow. Because growing is God's will. And we have a mantra. Every believer is a minister of the gospel. God's will for our life. What is God's will for your life? What is God's will for your life? Praise God. So, because God's purpose has eternal value. There's a reward. 
Because God's purpose are not coincidental. So you must find out what God will have you do. Glory to God. Remember I said to us a true test of purpose, of divine purpose is eternity. How many of you remember that? A true test of purpose is what? Now, there are giftings that Christ gave to the church. 1 Corinthians 12, we'll just quickly read that through. Verse 27 to 28. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. And God has set some in the church first, apostles, secondarily, prophets, thirdly, teachers. After that, miracles, then gifts of healing. What's the next? What's the next? Are you, are you following me? What's the next? Helps government, administration, diversities of tongues. You see. Remember I said last time, there are some of you here, you just have the gift of using what you have to serve. If there is a need, financial need, you meet it. What are you doing that has eternal value? Praise God. That has eternal value. Or you are just going about it by your own business thinking it's all about you and you alone. How many of you here think that taking care of your family is your purpose in life? Don't be shy. Oh, you don't think taking care of your family is your purpose in life? Eh? <laughs> it's a responsibility and not a purpose. You will ask people, what are you living for? Oh, pastor, you know, I've got a wife. I've got a child or children. I'm living for them. That is a selfish attitude talking. It's your responsibility. It's not about your family. Do you know that? This is the mentality that is driving many leaders all over the world. That is why they are making policies that has no impact positively on you. Because there is something they are making out of it for their own families. That is why a government can rise up today. They don't care about the insurance that you have. Because they are receiving free insurance. It doesn't matter how it affects you. That is on you and not them. Are we together? So, your responsibility is different from purpose. Jesus, at the age of 12, discovered who he was. Well, not really the age of 12. He knew who he was and he followed suit. Let's see what happened to him. Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. Praise God. Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2, Luke chapter 2. Glory to God. Are you following me? You know, a lot of people think that um, you are too young to discover who you are in Christ. You are too young to discover your purpose. You are too young. <laughs> Luke, 20, Luke chapter 2, we'll read uh, from verse 45. A man that discovered who he was at a very young age. And when they found him not, talking about his parents, they turned back again to Jerusalem seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple. 
sitting in the midst of the doctors, but hearing them and asking them questions. At what age? 12. Jesus was sitting because he knows the purpose of God for his life. So he didn't spend time to go party. He didn't spend time to do what his peers were doing. He went about God's purpose for his life. So when they went to Jerusalem and after that whole feast and festivals and all, he refused to return back with them. And he was found in the midst of doctors. Verse 47. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers at the age of 12. At the age of 12. And yet, we who live our life, uh -uh, we are too young. Huh? I have not enjoyed what my peers enjoyed. I have not. It's a matter of um, a man who is looking for a wife or a woman who is looking for a husband, for example. The man eats uncontrollably that he weighs 500 pounds. Not to body shame. I'm just explaining something. And yet he's looking for a figure eight woman. Or a woman who eats uncontrollably. is looking for a man with six pack. You have not built yourself for that kind of body. And yet you are looking. <laughs> Praise God. So at the age of 12, the Bible said Jesus was found in the temple among the doctors of the law. And they were astonished. Ah, this small boy talking like this. And when in verse 48, they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I have sought this sorrowing. Look at Jesus' statement. I want us to read this together, verse 49. Let's go. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? Will ye not know that I must be about my father's business? You know, if you're 12 years old and you tell your father, your mother and dad, the next is to use the ministry of the hand to slap it out of your mouth. But he knew who he was. And that drove him. That drove him. Praise God. That drove him. He didn't put any other thing in place. He said, I know why I am called and I'm going to follow after it. Why many of us are thinking to get to a more mature age to start following the plan and purpose of God for our lives. Many young men and women are waiting till they get married before they start following God's plan and purpose for their life. But at a very young age, Jesus was found in the temple. Look at verse 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. He increased. He grew. He grew. He grew. There is a plan of God for our lives. Are you following that plan of God for your life? Ask someone, are you following that plan of God for your life? 
Paul writes to Timothy. Timothy was just around the age of 20. And Paul is giving Timothy instructions. A young man, what you have learned of me, commit that to faithful men. Timothy had the responsibility to go and party. Timothy had the responsibility to waste life. But he stuck with the plan of God for his life. And you are wondering why things are not working? You are wondering why you are not happy? There is no devil doing you anything anywhere. It is because you are walking out of God's divine purpose for your life. And it is about people and not about you. Paul said to Timothy, remember the gift that you have within you by the laying on of hands. What gift do you have? Do you think that gift is to fetch you millions? Do you think it's about you or about others? Am I communicating here? Because, look, by God's grace, we, we have the supernatural walking. We have we have seen miracles. When I mean miracles, we have seen it. This is, this is not something that <laughs> is devoid in this ministry. We see it per day, per day. But you will never hear me say, you know the other day, uh, Sister Grace now took me to the hospital. That woman that was gone, we prayed for her and she came back. For you to tap into the same grace, come and sow a seed. I am now using the gifts of God for my own selfish gain. <laughs> you know, I've been just been watching Pastor Phil for some time now. Sorry that I'm, I'm using you today. Oh my goodness, I'm using you today. Many of you know, if Pastor Phil takes microphone to sing, many of you know that, right? But you notice for some time, he has not done that. Why? Because he feels he needs to let people grow. He gives opportunity. That is a man that understands God's purpose for his life. He's not bringing himself forward. Are we together? What gift do you have? Do you think that gift is for you alone? That is why many people, you just pray for a sick person and the person gets healed. You think, oh, God has called me. You will not be using it to collect money from people. That is not why God called you. Remember, the giftings you have within you is for the people. It's not for you. It's not for you. That is why sometimes if you didn't know I was your pastor, you come into a church sometimes, you won't even know who is the pastor. Am I communicating here? What is God's will and purpose for your life? Notice what he says to Paul. Don't neglect the gift that is in thee. In fact, let's, let's just read that. 1 Timothy chapter 4. There's something I want to point out there. Are you still here? 1 Timothy chapter 4. We read um, 12 to 16. Are you there? He says, let no man despise thy youth, 
But be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversation. That conversation is lifestyle. In charity, love. In spirit, in faith, in purity. Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Is that not what this, uh, the same thing Jesus Christ did? Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hand of the presbytery. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them that thy profiting may appear to all. That word profiting is your advancement, your progress may be made manifest to all. He said, take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear thee. So, he is saved and a people that hears him must be saved. You didn't just become a believer to sit. It's about people. I say it's about people. So, neglect not the gift of God. The profiting may appear to all. Progress. Praise God. And then he says, you may save yourself and them that hear. So, it's about people. It's about people. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew. In Matthew. Praise God. Matthew 20. Are you following me so far? Matthew 20. We'll read um, verse 26. Verse 26. This is in the case of leadership and authority. He said, but it shall not be so among you that whosoever will be great among you, let him be your minister. The word minister there is your servant. Are we together? And whosoever will be chief among you, let him be your servant. Even so, even as the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, so not to be served. I didn't come to be served but to minister and to give life a ransom for many. So Jesus Christ is even saying, it's not about me. It, listen, if it were to be about me, there's no need to die. A man who knew no sin was made to be sin. But for you, he died. So it's never about you. It's never about you. It's never about you. It's about him. All you've got, all the giftings you've got is not about you, but about people. If you sing, it's not about you. It's about people. Are we together? No, seriously, it's not about you. It's about people. When you are ushering, it's not about you. It's not for you to showcase that you are so beautiful. It's about people. Hospitality, it's not about you. It's about people. So that is why in this church, we are a family. Because it's about you. That is why you notice I inconvenience myself to make sure things are well with you. That is why I spend time to pray. Do you know if I count the many hours I pray in a week, I can't think of one hour out of those many hours I pray for myself. It's about you. Because it's not about me. How many of you will just sit on your own and you are praying for a brother or sister? 
He said, we are complaining. Did you see what that brother did today? That brother, ah, you, you see, he passed you, he didn't greet you. I, I told you. <laughs> I, that is how he behaves. Oh, you don't know him? Ah, oh, well, forget that thing. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to tell you before. <laughs> I did it because so that you won't think I'm the one complaining. Thank God, you, thank God you have seen it for yourself now. Me, I'm just glad that you have seen it. <laughs> First Corinthians 3. He said, when I came to you, I couldn't speak unto you as spiritual, but unto Kana, because you have not grown. I couldn't save you with, with spiritual food. I gave you milk. It's a sign of, 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 I didn't want to say it. But it's a sign of Nephew. You have not grown. When you see a brother hearing, do you kneel down to pray? Father, I believe in this brother. I believe in this sister. And you are praying for them. Or you now gather your inner carcass. The matter of discussions in this fellowship today is to discuss this brother. God is watching you. <laughs> Praise God. So Jesus is saying, we are called to minister. We are called to minister. That means we are called to serve one another. There are things I want to go into now, but I can't. I will continue next Sunday. But I want you to know this. Maybe it is time to take a different look at what you are doing. Why is it not growing? Why are you not being fulfilled even if it is growing? This is the result you wanted, but why is this thing settled within? And do you know what? A lot of people, because they refuse to find out God's plan and purpose for their life, they think it's relocation that will solve the problem. You only relocated the same process and time you put into it will still be the same result. I told you before, David, Bishop David said, a man's frustration is traceable to his relocation out of divine location because that man refused to find God's purpose for their lives. What is God's purpose concerning that thing you are doing? Check it. Check it. Is it for you to just gather and gather and gather and not think about people? For example, you are called in church to say, oh, we need to give towards so, so, and so. You say, ah, pastor, you know me now. You know me. Ah, uh, it's not like I don't want to give. Oh. It's not like I don't want to give. Uh, it's just that um, as it is right now, you know, it's not just comfortable and, uh, you know, you know. And then, when that project is finally done, you will still be the first to shout, Hallelujah, glory to God. <laughs> you are speaking in tongues. Why am I in existence? Is you being in existence just about to make money? Jesus died at the age of 33 and a half. And for thousands of years, we are still talking about his ministry. 
when you die now, what will people say about you? When you stand before Jesus, what would you say to Jesus? Remember, he said the walk will be tested with fire. You will be saved, but there's no reward. Why? Because you have not given yourself to God for eternal value. You want to drive the latest car. You want to live in the biggest house. You want to dress the most beautiful. You want to uh, impress people. You know, there are places you go. All their mind is to impress. The time they come to church, you see, we are almost closing. They got ready two hours before church service. It is when they know that everybody is well seated. You see them come like that. <laughs> and then they will now come through the front so that everybody will look. Then when they now go, ha, ah, we kill them today. We kill them today. That is what we have reduced ourselves from. That is why you notice I come to you just as simple as I am. It's not about this. What will God have you do? What will God have you do? Why are you in existence? Why did I come through the family I came through? Why did I come through the hometown I came through? Why was I born in the country I was born? There's a reason and a purpose. Rise on your feet. There is a purpose to why you know the person you know. There's a purpose. Don't allow material things to drive your sense of reasoning or what God has said concerning you. People of the world are finding things out concerning their lives. But you who is a believer that ought to know you are copying the world. You are copying the world. You cannot be everything. You cannot be everything. What God has created you for has eternal value. But that thing you are doing right now is there eternity with it. Lay up treasures for yourself in heaven where thieves and moats will not break into it for not in this earth. Remember, we brought nothing to this world. We are taking nothing back into this world. But there is a reward for everything that we do. A reward for that man who walked in the purpose of God. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope your soul has been truly enriched. More video and audio teachings are available on our website, www.ChristRehobothChurch.com. Follow our social media pages and check us out on Facebook, Kingsley Agu Ministry, and on YouTube, Kingsley Agu Ministry.